Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today I'm speaking to someone perfect for early in the new year, Shalina Jacoya, the Dubai-based founder of Declutter Me. She's also author of the new decluttering and organizing book, Can You Find It in Five Seconds? Okay. Right away, I want to ask you about the title of your book because it's brilliant. It just, as soon as I saw it, I've just been thinking, again, one more thing that not only, okay, so you, can you find it in five seconds? I, I, yeah. About five times this week, I've thought, you can't find this in five seconds. You literally don't even know where that is. Like the bottom of yeah. my um, Nutribullet. I didn't know where it was for a very long time. <laughs> I use it. Yeah, lots of people don't know about those Nutribullet bits. There's so many bits. You have to put them in a box and then label it. I do it for a lot of people. Everybody bought the Nutribullet, except for me, because uh, I like my smoothies. Sorry, my cat decided to join us. Go, go, go. That's okay. Mine will probably, oh, mine will probably join us too. Don't worry. They yeah. well, they really like to get in there when <laughs> when you start talking, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, one's nice and quiet, but the other one likes to join in. But, yeah, you know, just step on everything. Anyway, yes. Um, you, yeah, how did you come to yeah. that title? It's amazing. Is that your... Um, so I've just been saying it forever, like, um, especially since I started this business that I, I kept on saying to people, can you find it in five seconds? And they're like, no. And I'm like, but, you know, it, people say minute, 30 seconds. I was like, no, it should be five seconds. You should be able to find it like this, like without thinking. Um, and now people go, oh, yeah, that's true. Didn't think about that. Because from the moment you wake up, you know, do you, can you find, say, your medicine or your glasses mm-hmm. and then, how fast can you find your toothpaste? Because lots of people have lots of different toothpaste um, and the right toothbrush and the shower gel. So it's just thinking, you know, the amount of minutes you'd waste looking for something in each bit before you even got out of the door every day that, you know, you just think of that. So yeah, it has to be less than five seconds. And think of what the mental burden that's creating, the stress that's creating. Is that? Yeah. 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 I mean, lots of people joke about car keys, but it's a serious thing that people can't find their car keys. And then they're trying to leave the house and they're late for work and they'll have to get onto, like, say, Shakeside Road, which will be a nightmare, um, or Hester Street for me, you know. Um, so you want to get out as quickly as possible, but you can't find the car keys. You know, it takes minutes. So it, that those few minutes can ruin your day getting onto the road. And the overall mm-hmm. making, which is even more stressful. Because yeah. is the... What's the emotion there that you see with people? What's um, I, it's it's feeling overwhelmed, stress. I can see their shoulders down. I feel people are down when I'm with them, and then they go up. And it's quite cool to see that you see at the end of the session that they're they're lifted, kind of. You know, um, there's a lot of that, but yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about your typical, not typical, but tell me like about a client who comes. What do you, what are they, yeah, what are they typically like? What's, just make us feel all better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone's different, obviously. Um, But a lot of my, so my clients are predominantly locals, but I have a lot of expats as well. 
Um, but everybody has an issue. So whether they deny it at the beginning or, you know, they admit it from the start, there's always something underlying. So whether it be grief, depression, um, postnatal depression is a big thing, um, marriage issues, divorce. You know, I've been through clients who have, uh, I've met them before they got married, moved into the new house, then gotten separated, then divorced, and I've helped them with organizing their houses in each stage. And it's devastating when it gets to the divorce stage. And I've been through them since the beginning, you know. Um, so there's all that. Um, so there's a lot of mental health issues. So people don't have clutter just because they're lazy or be- just because they have clutter. There's always something else underlying. It's very rarely that it's just because people buy a lot of things. I mean, people do buy a lot of things, but yeah, there's something else with it. So how do you deal with that psychological component um, when you spot it? Because you're not a psycho- you're not a psychologist, but how do you, no. yeah, how do you sort of work with that? Um, it's, I, I don't, I think I've always had this kind of empathy and um, I, I work with clients and I try and do it that it's just one-to-one, especially when we deal with closets because that's your personal space. Like no one goes in your closet, except even your maid most probably might go in your closet um, as much as I do. I go into people's underwear, you know what I mean? So um, I'm in, we're in such a sacred space that people open up and talk to me. So I just let people talk to me and let me know. So I can tell that there's something wrong, but I'll ask sort of leading questions without them realizing. And then it all sort of comes out. Um, and the more they're comfortable with me, the more things come out. So that's generally how it is. And I think it's the same with most organizers that it, we, we become a safe space for them to talk and let us you know, know what's going on in their life. Um, and then I can guide them and say, maybe you need to go for therapy here or you need to do this or that to help you um, because we can't help. We can help on a, um, a physical way and we do help them mentally doing what we do, but they need some extra help as well um, a lot of the time. Um, I feel like what you're saying is it's just, it's a very normal human thing when you get hit like hard by life to yeah. just have the detrius of life just sort of pile up because yeah. what, you're not just not emotionally strong enough to, to, to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even with day-to-day life, um, you know, I have a lot of mothers and they've got to look after the kids Sometimes I hear kids straight after each other. We've got to look after a household and, you know, sometimes with a lot of staff, the husband, a lot of them have jobs as well. You can't do everything. I mean, I don't care what that book is that, you know, you can do everything. You know, you can't. No one can do everything. And they're expected to do everything, plus organise a house, which is a skill that most people don't have. Like, you know, we were taught in the 80s to buy stuff. We weren't taught to get rid of it. I'm just naturally gifted at decluttering and organizing but it's not it's not a given it's not a skill that anybody was taught so you're only learning now because it's cool um and now it's like you know people are like, oh sugar I should be doing this and it's like that's on top of the list of the normal day-to-day things so it it's it's overwhelming for a lot of people um you know especially for mothers and households so that's why you need somebody else to help you know if you've got a plumbing issue you get a plumber you have an organizing issue, you get an organizer now. So, but it, it's a new phenomenon. So people are, are still trying to grasp that thing that they need to get help from outside. The giving away of stuff is interesting because I know sometimes they hang on to things for a ridiculously long 
amount of time. And I feel like it stems back to a time in life where I didn't really have money. So, and also time passes, but to me, it's still new, even though it looks old. Like to me, it's like, I just got that chair. I just got those shoes, but I didn't like, sometimes they're 10 years old. And I, is there a mental component where we can't admit like the passage of time or something (laughs) or, or that link also times when you weren't financially able to buy those things, or that was like those two things for me seem to. Yeah. And that's a thing a lot with, um, especially with parents and grandparents, because they really didn't have anything. They, you know, they they built themselves up from nothing to get what they have. So my parents are a prime example, and I use them all the time, which they love. Um, but, you know, they worked so hard living in the UK um, to be able to afford all the things they could. So they kept a lot of it. And only now, because of what I do, they've started realizing that it's time to let go of stuff. So they have, you know, the garage was full. So they've started decluttering the garage and the shed. Um, because I said, look, if you, you know, when you do pass away, you know, God forbid, um, what are we going to do with the stuff? We're just going to throw it away. We don't want all this stuff. So they've started going through it and getting rid of it. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it, people haven't learned, but they're starting to learn. And it, it, that attachment because of what you didn't have, um, people have to start mentally getting rid of that kind of thinking, I think. Mm-hmm. But then and the other issue is that we've got fast, say fast fashion, everything is easily disposable with the younger generation. So, you know, it's easy to buy, easy to, to get rid of. Um, so there has to be a sort of middle ground. Um, but you don't have to get rid of everything. That's the thing. You know, people always think that I'm going to say get rid of everything. But no, if it's something that's treasured, if it's a pair of shoes that, were, you know, you love wearing and you're still wearing them and you can fix them when the soles break, wear them. You know, if it's a chair that you love and it's still workable, keep it. You know, if it works with your house, um, just get rid of the things that are not valuable to you. Not, they're not being used. and They're just taking up space. So what are just a few principles that can help people if they're listening and they're not ready to hire someone, but they just want to declutter? What are just a few, like, so um, as I was saying, you're saying this, but I always talk about mini declutter. So, you know, you spend 15, 20 minutes um, and I always say watch Netflix or, you know, put music on or something and do a small area. So do a shelf in your wardrobe, do your coffee table, do a kitchen cupboard just spend 15, 20 minutes just decluttering. Don't do the organizing, just do the decluttering. And if you do that every day for a week, you've done practically a whole room and then you can organize. So you, then you can categorize the, air, the stuff and then organize it. Um, and that's an easy way to get into the whole decluttering process. Um, and kitchen's always good to start with because if you go, say, to the food area, you'll get rid of loads of stuff that's expired because people... This can be expired, you know, buy lots of stuff that is expired. And especially in this country, things ship over and the sell-by date is not that long if you look at the dates, especially from certain supermarkets. So it'll only be one or two months valid and then it's gone off. So, um, and also start not buying in bulk. So buy less. You don't have to buy in bulk. We're not um, of that, you know, everything's easy to buy now. You can buy online. You, you know, we've got Amazon Prime, you can get it the next day or sometimes the same day. You can do Insta shop. you know, you can do, there's so many ways to shop. You don't need to buy in bulk anymore. If you run out of something, you can buy it, you know, immediately. Um, so there needs to be less of that, less of the bulk buying um, because it's waste. A lot of people waste just bulk buying. 
Okay, so mini declutters and how regularly should you do that? Um, I say every quarter. I mean, even I mini declutter. So I declutter all the time. So all of us have to. I buy things and then go, oh my God, I've got so much stuff. Um, so, but yeah, do it every quarter or every half a year. Um, and, or whenever you see something, like, you know, as I have this, this strange thing that I'll do a house, especially closets or bathrooms, I'll go home, be really tired, and I'll start doing my bathroom because I'll start seeing things and going, oh, my God, my medicine's old or my toiletries are rubbish and why do I still have this? So I get rid of things all the time without, you know, it's just a subconscious thing that I just do it. Um, another tip as well I say to people is get a bag, say a paper bag and put it in your wardrobe or behind your sofa and every time you see something you don't like don't use don't wear put it in that bag and then when it's full give it away for donation so that's an easy way to do the uh, a mini declutter without thinking about it like you just as soon as you see something put it in that bag so you see an item of clothes that's horrible and you think why have I still got this this is ugly or this is from the 90s you know even Britney Spears wouldn't wear it you know put it in put it in that bag get it rid of it yeah, that's a nice way to ease into it too, right? Because then it sits, you don't see it for a long time. Then when you get the bag, you're like, oh yeah, I don't want any of this stuff. But they, how many people struggle with that? Like, oh, I don't want to get rid of anything. Like how many, is that a big problem? Yeah, it's a thing. Um, I, I mean, by the time people call me, they've got to the breaking point. So they realize they have to get rid of things. But there are will be clients that will say, oh, I've already got rid of things or I'm not going to get rid of anything. I just want you to organize it. And they always say that. And then I'll always bring a donation bag with me and I'll go, just look while I take everything out and let's just look at it. And then I go, oh yeah, actually, no, this is ugly or this doesn't fit. Um, so, you know, and even with dishes, I'll go, look, this frying pan is broken. It's it's scrapped. There's no Teflon on it. Why are we still using this? Um, and they'll go, okay, that's embarrassing. So, you know, there's a lot of that. So, um, yeah, people, there's always this reluctance, but once you start, it's it becomes easier, you know, to get to let go of things. Well, I imagine it helps with another set of eyes, because like I said, it just looks normal to you. Your broken pan that you use that you just, you know, but I do that sometimes because I'm single, but I'll, I'll have someone come over and I'll just say, does this look weird or is it like this? Yeah. Yeah. What is that that we have where things just look normal, but they're actually insane if someone yeah. else? Yeah. 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 No, no. Like, and I mean, admittedly, I mean, the amount of frying pans and saucepans I've seen, I, I actually have one in my cupboard and it's annoying me so much. And I keep on saying I want to buy a new one. And then every time I go to buy a new one, I just can't find the right one. And yeah. I'm just, I don't know why it's become my new obsession for the last month about buying a saucepan and getting rid of that saucepan but even I as an organizer haven't still got rid of that saucepan it's still there I won't use it because I know I can't use it so we all have that issue it's just that I push myself more because I have to because yeah I am a cluttering person <laughs> something there where you said I can't find the right pan and I know what you mean because I think a lot of us do a lot of us buy things but they're not the right thing and so, yeah. and then you buy another thing. Like, is that, how much of a problem is that? Because that just resonated with me. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that there, especially with toiletries. People buy so much toiletries, you know, the, 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 the holy grail and moisturizer or mascara or whatever, and it's not right. And they won't throw it away because they spent so much money on it. And I'm right. like, just give it away. Give it to your maid, give it to a friend. So that's what I do. If I buy something that I don't like, you know, I've, 
stupidly bought it and I knew I shouldn't have bought it, I'll, I'll give it to friends um, straight away. I'll say, look, I've only used it once, take it. And they love it that I do do that. But, and you know, my maids as well, they, they're really happy when I give them stuff. Um, so there's always someone else to give it to, which is bad because as well, then they collect the clutter as well. But there's no point keeping the thing and taking up valuable real estate in your house, in your cupboards, if you're not going to use that item. If it's pointless, just get rid of it, throw it, recycle it or give it away. Do you notice any difference between nationalities? Because we're such a, you know, this country has so many. Do you, do you ever notice any difference? I, I, I imagine uh, you're called by very many Swedish people, for example. I've had Finnish, but though she was the same as everybody else. Um, I have to say um, Arabs and uh, all us brown, subcontinent Indian, Pakistani brown people, we're all the same. Um, and all our parents are the same. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. The parents have got the same mentality. Kids, you know, the using the old jars to use now as spice jars is a thing, like in all the national, in these, you know, Asian countries, in, and even Asian, further Asian countries, all the Asia do the same thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. And uh, keeping stuff because you might need it in one point, you know, and if you want to declutter and the parents say, mom goes, why are you getting rid of this? You know, this is good. You could use it. You know, the, the, all, all Asians do the same. Um, oh, I don't know, yeah. But we, yeah, Brit, Brits and Canadians are very similar. We have the same mentality, which is understandable. Um, Americans are more into decluttering and organising because it's been a thing for longer. Right, okay. So um, they're more open to doing it and more keen um but yeah um yeah it's funny to see and it's funny with nationalities like um certain nationality like egyptians lebanese like bikinis lots of bikinis hundreds of bikinis <laughs> so it's my, it's my joke with them i'm like tell me you're egyptian without saying anything and it's like yeah bikinis and that's amazing yeah. That's amazing. That's where all the bikini sales are. I wouldn't have known that. I mean, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, we see this here because it's not really politically correct back home. I'm from Canada to talk about difference between nationalities, but I I say to my friends like, when you live with this many nationalities, there just are like you just can't help but yeah. notice. Like that's just something that you've noticed. You're not making it up. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, no, it's it's true, and it's like I mean, I'll, I joke with all my clients now, and I'll say tell me you're local without saying it and show something, you know, the bakur and, you know, the millions of oud that they have, you know, they have all these tiny little bottles. I'm like, what do you need so many of them for? They last for ages. They last for like 10 years. You don't need 20 of them or, um, or, you know, when they have hundreds of bottles of perfume, you know, that, it, it's, it's a thing, you know, and they know and they laugh about it, but they won't get rid of it. They smell, um, good, they smell very good. They do, especially the men. Especially I the support men. it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, Okay, so I just want to go back to one thing because you mentioned aging parents mm -hmm. and I think a lot of us are expats and we go home and we see our aging, aging parents and yeah, you don't want to say like, I want you to get rid of your stuff, but what's a gentle way to have that conversation um, with your aging um, parents about <laughs> their stuff so you're not facing, well, uh, you know, dealing with it on trying to deal with it on a two-week vacation or something? Yeah. It's, it's a difficult one. I haven't been able to su successfully do it delicately with my parents. I was quite blunt and my mum got very upset. Um, but there's a woman who wrote a book called Swedish, uh, Swedish Death Cleaning, um, which is about 
um, in, in Scandinavia, all the parents do start getting rid of things um, so that the children are not burdened with it when they die. And also it's to protect the parents. You know, they get rid of all the, the, the things that they don't want their kids to know about, you know, anything dodgy. And um, so, yeah, there's all that, you know, parents don't think about it. We don't want to know. We don't want to know. Yeah. So they clear that all up. And so it's a thing. And, I, you know, I think the more we talk about it to the parents and say, look, there's this concept what do you think? You know, don't you think it's time to start letting go of things? I mean, a lot of parents are stubborn and will say, we don't care when we die, you have to deal with it. We'll be dead. You know, there's that kind of thing. Yeah. And they don't care. But some now are realizing, and I, even when I, I, you know, when I talked to my parents, the first time they were like, we don't care. You're, you're an organizer. You can deal with it. And my brother was like, you'll deal with it. I won't because this is your job. So, um, but then they started realizing actually, yes, there's a lot of stuff that we don't need that we could get rid of now that will make it easier for everybody. Um, and I think since the pandemic, people have been more aware of, you know, um, death, like that it could come suddenly. And so there is more thought about what happens if I do pass away, you know, what's going to happen to the stuff? What, how are they going to deal with it? Because people can't come to the country as well right now. So, you know. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So there is a lot of thinking of that. So I think it's it's a delicate thing, and maybe you know, say you know, have you thought about starting to get rid of things that you don't like, don't use, that have been in the attic for years and years? I mean, my parents found my dad moved to the UK in '69. He found the suitcases from then, you know, those paper ones with the clasps and you know those cardboard kind of suitcases and. I went, what was the state of it? It went terrible. And I went, why did you keep it? You know, like, we're never going to use it. Yeah. Even he thought it was bonkers. But uh, yeah. Um, when someone hires you, what's the first thing? Like, how does it work? Like, what's, what's, how do you proceed with step one and two? So um, how it works is that the person calls me, tells me what's going on, and then sends me pictures or videos, and then I can see straight away. Sorry, my dad, it's just in the way. Um, tells me straight away, like, and, and I can see what needs to be done and how long it'll take. And then when I go in, we just get straight onto it. There's no, like some clients want to chat and sit down and they're very nervous, but I just say, let's get on with it. And we start going through the cupboards. I see what needs to be done. And for me, I've got this weird thing that I can see what it will look like afterwards. I don't see, I can see how it is, but I also see what will happen. Uh, my brain thinks differently. So people will be looking at it going, getting overwhelmed. Whereas I'm like, oh yeah, we do this, 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 and it'll look like this and it'll look amazing. So, um, yeah, that, that's how it starts. So, yeah, we just get on with it. I start taking things out, but you don't take everything out. You take it section by section. So, my, you know, because otherwise you get overwhelmed. If you take everything out of your wardrobe, it'll be too much. Um, so we have to do it section by section um, and then review it. And then, Can you just tell a little bit how you got into this line of work? Um, so I've always been like this since I was a, practically a baby. Um, I, I am a massive Madonna fan. So I have a huge collection of Madonna memorabilia and stuff. And I've always been organized and books, CDs, clothes. Um, and then when I started working, I used to reorganize the departments. And I used to say to my friend, like, we should start a business organizing people because we're so good at it. Um, but we were like, now nah, this is bonkers. Um, and then I, so I was a lawyer. So I was a lawyer for 13, 14 years. 
And then I was in my last job here and I was miserable. I was working long hours, just, I was gonna have a mental breakdown. And one day I just had enough um, and just sat in my room and Googled it. I remembered that I had this idea. And so I started Googling it, found that loads of people do it. And then um, I thought no one does it here. So in the Middle East, so I started and that was it. So yeah, and everybody here was like, shoo, what are you doing? What What is this? Yeah. So it took a long time for people to understand what I did. So, it's, now it's really visionary. It's funny though, because I remember a friend telling me before I left Canada that she wanted to do this. And I was thinking, well, I don't know if she's going to make money on it. You know, you yeah. just didn't listen because this is the way, right? Like that was before Marie Kondo and, you know, now it's, now it's everything. Um, I yeah. want to ask you about digital because I really feel like I'm drowning digitally. Um, right. Do you do digital decluttering? Do you have... I try, well, the thing with digital, it takes so long and people don't realize that it's such a huge clutter issue. So they don't see the value. And so I try, I, I, and plus it hurts my eyes after a while, but um, I do have tips for it so that can help you. So my main one is to use fat. So it's file, act and toss. Okay. So when anything comes in, and you can do the same with paper, but with your emails, if anything comes in, straight away, think about whether you can file it away act on it if it's less than two minutes or toss it so throw it away um and all the you know you get all this junk mail or pr rubbish um which i seem to get a lot of i immediately press unsubscribe or remove me from your list and then delete it so just delete it so people keep emails in their inbox unread and I'm like, why don't you just delete it so you have less of that red dot with the millions of numbers and just have a clean inbox, you know? So I only have 10 e- in emails in my inbox at any time. Okay. Um, and so that's the thing to do. And don't have too many folders. You don't want to make it too complicated. You okay. know, have categories, but don't have too many subcategories. Okay. Um, so for me, I have stuff like, say, client, um, HR, legal, blah, 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 for my business stuff. Um, so make it easy for yourself. Don't make it too complicated. Um, but if you start doing that, that will make it easier. Um, and then with the old emails, if you group them all into years, so do all the 2021s together in one folder, 2020, etc., and then start going through them, like while you watch Netflix, like that's usually my thing. Watch TV and go through your emails and then start deleting, filing, and you can get them in group conversations so you can see that you don't need you don't need a thread of emails you just need one email and some of the attachments so that's that's the way to go netflix and email and email. <laughs> yeah. everything is netflix or oh, one of them yeah. i have disney plus as well so disney plus and you know watch a disney movie it's very soothing while you're doing this yeah when you're um, watching this maybe you've seen before right with the ones you've seen before yeah. that are comforting just do this group yeah. them into years you've oh my god you've changed my life thank you my yes, yes, do that. Like yeah. This is why you're successful. Okay, where can people get your book and find out more about you? So they can get my book on Amazon. So if you go to my website, www.declutrme.com, um, all the information is there. And they can find out more about me and get yeah, by the book as well. That would be lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope you have a very nice holiday season and um thank you yeah i'm celebrating christmas i'm going home so you know doing the christmas tree and everything okay very exciting but probably we're speaking before christmas but we're actually probably going to run this right at the new year so people can have a little you know they can get your they can get your book or they can look at your website and they can have hit that new year just 
getting rid of the stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like watch the post-Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Have a great day. No, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.